What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from meganbrianna.com. I'm a life coach, a certified mind and body eating coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through him, but also cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, sometimes the world gets us all twisted up, oftentimes, and the only way to come back down is to actually dig deeper. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love ya. In today's video, I want to talk about freedom. In the last video, if you didn't catch it, I was talking about what I believe it actually means to be a Christian and what it actually means to have a relationship with Jesus and how we don't really need to make it as difficult as we sometimes do. It really gets to be simple. Um, so go back and watch that. It's a good one. But at the end, I was talking about I was talking about freedom. And I was talking about how since I've started on this path with Jesus, I really feel freer than I've ever felt in my life. I've been freed from the chains that I had in my past life before I knew Jesus. You know, the codependency and everything that went with it, the toxic relationships and, you know, the body dysmorphia and the disordered eating patterns and all of the you know, the promiscuity and the drinking and the partying and the just really living life on the surface and uh, believing that the world was my compass. I've been able to heal from these things since I've started developing a relationship with Jesus. So it's just really interesting that we have these beliefs that being a Christian and digging into the word and having a relationship with God means that we are going to be boxed into all these rules and all of that, but it's actually exactly the opposite. It is exactly what sets you free from the rules of the world. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I want to talk about freedom today and I'm going to get right into the verse of the day, which is in Galatians 5, which in my Bible, Galatians 5 is one of my favorites. Look at it. It's all marked up. But this and i'm going to read it from the message version as well because i love how the message version says it but this is niv and it's galatians 5 13. you my brothers and sisters were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh rather serve one another humbly in love i love that so much and then the message version is Galatians 5 13 through 15 and it says it's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom rather use your freedom to serve one another in love that's how freedom grows for everything we know about God's Word is summed up in a single sentence love others as you love yourself that's an act of true freedom if you bite and ravage each other, watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? First, I just want to say, I think it's so crazy that tomorrow, a year ago, I took my first mask selfie. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe it's been a year since this whole coronavirus thing started. It's been a year since we've been in this pandemic. 
I was driving across country with my friend. I don't know how I didn't get sick. She was actually sick. She, uh, so she had come home. She lives in Oklahoma and she had come home because her husband was deployed. So she came home for the nine months that he was supposed to be gone to stay with her parents so they could save some money, which was awesome for me because I got to spend time with her. But I decided to drive back to Oklahoma with her. And on that drive, that drive back was the beginning of March when everything started. And she actually was sick. So I was driving in a car with her and we had to stop. I think it was in Indiana. And uh, we had to go to urgent care because she needed treatment. Luckily, she did not have corona. She did get, I don't know if they had tests done. But uh, she didn't have the flu. I know she didn't have the flu. So anyway, she was given a prescription and she was fine. But, you know, we were in two or three different hotel rooms. We were at different gas stations. We were in however many different states. And I was sitting next to somebody who was sick and I didn't get sick. So hallelujah. But it's so crazy to think about that. That was a year ago. And I know it's been such a tough year. It's been a crazy year for so many people. And if you struggled like so many others, my heart goes out to you. But I also want to encourage you that good things always, always, always come out of challenging times. And I actually wrote a blog post about it. It's on uh, lovestandshere.com. I wrote a blog post about it at the beginning of last year when around when this first started. I believe it's called The Biggest Lesson God Taught Me About Unexpected Seasons of Change. Because ironically enough, when I went through my stuff at the beginning, at the end of 2018, it felt very much like what we've been going through with COVID, except it was an individual experience. You know, how something crazy happens and you end up having to be isolated and it kind of wakes you up and makes you aware of some of the things in your life that might need to change. You know, when we're forced to slow down, when our lives change in unexpected ways, in ways that we can't control, we're often forced to look in places that we're not used to looking, you know, because we're normally on autopilot and things just flow in our everyday lives and we're a little bit mindless sometimes about what's going on so when things happen out of our control it sometimes forces us to, to go within and to look at our surroundings to look at our environment to look at the things that are going on in our lives and see some of the things that might be holding us back or causing us suffering you know so I dealt with that on my own before this happened so I had some practice so that blog post just talks about my experience and I wrote it to encourage those of you who really have been struggling during this pandemic that it's going to end and something beautiful will come from it. Something good always comes from challenging seasons. So I bring this whole pandemic thing up and the mask thing up because obviously this is something that has made the majority of us feel very restricted. It's made a lot of people feel like our freedom has been taken away from us because we're having to wear masks all the time and we're having to um, we're having to stay inside. You know, we're restricted from going certain places and spending time with our families, and it feels like we're really chained into these boxes, right? But what if instead of looking at this? as and it's okay i mean of course it's okay to struggle during this time when everything is uncertain and everything is uncomfortable it's normal too i did it in my own my own season when i was going through my own stuff of course i was uncomfortable and i struggled through it and i didn't know what was going on and i was confused but what i can tell you is on the other side of that i can look back now 
and I can see how it was teaching me something. So what if we look at this season in our collective lives, you know, we're all going through this together as something that can teach us something rather than something that is keeping us restricted. And what if instead of holding the perspective that we're being held back and chained and that our freedom is being taken away, what if we look at it as an opportunity to spend more time with God and to listen to what he wants for our lives? Maybe this isn't about having our freedom taken away, but about God trying to give us our freedom back. Because most times, in order for us to actually heal from something, in order for something to actually positively change in our lives, something that isn't serving us has to be removed. And what if that's what's happening right now? You know, we, we talk all about wanting to go back to normal. But what if back to normal isn't our best life? What if back to normal is actually what's keeping us stuck and what's keeping us chained and boxed in. But it's all it's all we know. It's what we know. It's all we can conceptualize because it's very scary to think of life on the other side of change. So of course we want to go back to it just like me. When I moved here, when I was forced to move back here, back in with my mom, back to Vermont after living in Arizona for 9 years, I wanted to go back to my old life even though I knew my old life was bad for me because it was what I was comfortable with. And now looking back, and this is something, I mean, I'm going to do this in every video because I, that's why I'm here, because my testimony is so strong, because the difference between where I am now and where I was then is so drastic. So I'm always going to compare, you know, where I am now to where I was before. So looking back, I was in crazy suffering and I hated it and I didn't want to go through what I was going through and I wanted to go back to my old life. And I was just so sure that that was just me that's what i wanted that's the kind of person i was supposed to be and it's just what it was but that's not true and god knew that wasn't true and and that's why he put me in this situation because he was like i know it's uncomfortable and i know you have no idea what you're doing and i know you have no idea who you are but you will on the other side i promise you and if you just have that faith all you have to have is a mustard seed size faith if you have that faith, just every single day, just a little bit, he will bring you to the other side. I promise you. So things like this are uncomfortable, yes. But if you can change your mindset, mindset is such a huge thing. Mindset and faith, they are just, it's such a powerful combination. When you focus on having the right mindset, you focus on gratitude, and you focus on faith in God, what a powerful combination that is. So we do have the power to change our mindset from seeing things in a negative light to seeing things in a positive light. We do have the power to pull something good out of something that seems challenging, but it is very difficult to do if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. So we can see what is happening in the world, even with all of the, the suffering and all of the challenges and all of the discomfort, we can choose to see it from a positive place. And instead of thinking the world is just coming to an end and all of that, what if it's just shifting and showing us what needs to change so we can 
be better, so we can have better lives, so we can start taking responsibility for the things that we have control over and learn to look to God for strength in the things that we don't. Really, the mindset and the faith, it's so incredibly powerful. I remember when I was a health and fitness coach with a really popular MLM, uh, one, of, one of the things we used to talk about a lot was freedom. We used to talk about financial freedom, freedom to work from home, you know, uh, freedom with time, just freedom to travel, freedom to do all of this stuff. And I look back now and it's so interesting because that is so attractive. <laughs> it's so attractive, isn't it? You know, everybody wants that. And I was so excited to be in that space where I was surrounded by a bunch of people who are working towards that goal. But it's really, really interesting. And it's such a testament to God when you try so hard to figure it out on your own and try to achieve freedom on your own, like in this space where you're working for freedom, but you're doing it with worldly resources and you don't have God in your life. And when you try for so many years to make it happen in your own strength, and then you surrender to God's will and it finally happens. And it usually happens in a way that you never would have expected. And you're like, wow, this is way beyond my limited understanding. You know, like back then, what I thought freedom was, was completely different than what I understand freedom to actually be now in this relationship with Jesus and in this kingdom life. I've always been somebody that just wanted to love people and I've always wanted to do good. And I've always wanted to be kind and I've always wanted to help people. That's just the heart that I have. That's just what God has put inside me. But I shoved all that down so I could be more like the world, which is surface. You know, it's all about how you look, how you look to the outside, what you have. And I was trying to live up to that. And that is how we define freedom in the world. And to look back and see that I was trying to make freedom happen on my own for so many years. And I was trying, I was both trying to embrace who I knew I was at my core and also somehow do that at the same time as being accepted into the world and I didn't realize that I couldn't have one and have the other because who I am as a person I'm not going to be accepted into the world because I don't believe that living by the world's standards is what makes us happy so I tried for so many years to be all of the wonderful things that God has has called me to be and I couldn't do it because I was trying to do it in my own strength I was trying to do it without God and that is what kept me chained that is what kept me in a box that is what kept me from having my freedom despite the fact that I was trying so hard to get it and then when I found God it's been two years and the freedom oh my goodness do you know how nice it is to be able to wake up every day and really just not care what people think about you sometimes I get really emotional about it because I never thought I'd be able to do it because I tried for so many years to not care about what other people thought of me and it wasn't until I surrendered to God and allowed him to do his work in his strength in my life that I was able to actually experience that that I was able to actually experience God confidence you know because I know no matter what my relationship is him with him my path is with him and I work to glorify him 
and I have people in my life that I love and and my goal is to be of service to other people but I don't have to define myself by what other people say and that is just such a freeing thing so you know in Galatians 5 when he's talking about you're called to be free, Paul's talking about you're called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in fleshly things. That is what we define freedom as. And I was saying this in the last video. I thought freedom was just being able to go out and do whatever I wanted and indulging in all the things of the world. But that is not freedom. That is chaining yourself to what the world tells you is right. And the true freedom we have free will. God gives us free will. But the true freedom is to focus on God. And when you focus on God and you allow him to fill you with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is what guides you in your life. So anytime you do indulge in the flesh, you know, you do indulge in promiscuity, you do indulge in binge drinking, you know, you are controlled by gambling or you're controlled by power or money or whatever, if you're filled, if you allow God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, physiologically, it's almost like a gut punch. Like it feels like you get a stress response or you get like kicked in the gut. That's like, uh, supernaturally, that's the Holy Spirit telling you, hold up. This is a sin. And you can go ahead and do it because you have free will. But it doesn't feel very good, does it? So yeah, you have free will. You can go ahead and have your freedom in your free will in the world and do all of those things but it's not going to feel good and it's going to control you and that is what the chain is that is what the box is that is where you are in prison so when you start to have a relationship with Christ and this is what happened to me like I said I did all those things in my old life and I suffered so much I didn't realize it though because I didn't have a I didn't have a relationship with Jesus to compare it to. Now I do. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, I continued to do all of the things that I used to do because that's what I knew. But the conviction was so much stronger. The gut punches were so much stronger. That stress response was so much stronger. Like every time I did something that wasn't quite good for me in my own free will. I felt it a lot harder and I was like, oh, okay, well, I can do that. And I know that's what's fun. That's what's normalized in the world and that's what's fun for a lot of people and it's what I used to think was fun. And now it doesn't feel so good anymore, you know? So I'm like, maybe I won't do that next time. And then I practiced controlling myself in those areas. And the more and more I did that, you know, I, I called out to God because we can't, we can't really do, we can't do it on our own. So when that happens, I call it trying to fill your God spot. If you have empty spaces inside you that you feel like need to be filled and you go out and you do all these things to try to fill them, try to distract and try to fill them. I call that your God spot. Like those are your God spots. So those are the places that you should be calling out to God and asking him to give you his strength. And so when you start walking in relationship with Jesus, you know, when you go to do something that you used to think fulfilled you and it's considered a sin, it doesn't fulfill you anymore. And you're like, ugh. But you keep doing it because it's a habit and it's what you're comfortable with. But the more and more you do it, 
the less and less you want to do it and then eventually you just don't do it anymore because it doesn't feel good and then you're like wow I'm not indulging in this thing that the world tells me is gonna make me happy and now I feel better <laughs> you know so it's it's very interesting freedom is very interesting and it's very interesting in this Christian life because again it is so the opposite of what we think as worldly beings would be freedom it really is just so chain breaking and now that i'm thinking about it there's another verse that i want to share with you really quickly it's second corinthians 12 9 this is the lord speaking my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore we're back to paul therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that christ's power may rest on me so basically when you are weak god is strong god is strong all the time but it is in your weakness when you call out to God that he can give you his strength. He can do work in his strength. And that is when the miracles happen. And that is why I am so thankful that I went through what I went through. That I went through such a dark period. Such a deep depression. A place where I thought I would never make it out of. Because that is when God did his work in my life. And that is when he performed the miracles. And my life has just felt like a miracle ever since. And I literally wake up every day just so in awe of the beauty that is life. And I've never experienced that before. And you don't because if you don't know God, again, you have nothing to compare it to. You know, there's actually a... There's a plan that I'm doing in the YouVersion Bible app. The author is talking about one of his friends or somebody he knows who coached a girls, uh, I think a high school girls basketball team for 18 years. And every year they got close to winning state and they never got there. And then he finally surrendered to God and asked God, you know, what do I need to do to make this happen? And he had this feeling that instead of practicing for 90 minutes every day, he needed to take the girls and do a Bible study for 45 minutes and then practice the last 45 minutes in that first year they won states. And then it happened again the next year. Can you imagine? And this is what I was talking about before. This is what happened in my life. I spent my entire life trying to do this stuff in my own strength and it wasn't until I surrendered to God that he did it for me. And it happens, I mean, relatively, it happens quickly. I was 32 years old when I started my relationship with Jesus. And it's been two years and I just, I can't even tell you, there will never be any words to tell you how different I am and how different I feel. So relatively, two years might seem like a long time, but relatively, you know, two years compared to 30, 34, 32, that's nothing. When you surrender to God, he can do miracles. And I'm not trying to give you a timeline or whatever, of course, it's all in God's timing, but, you know, the, the quicker you surrender, the faster you'll get there. Thank you for listening to today's message about freedom. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it encouraged you. You can check out the original video over on YouTube. Just type in Love Stands Here in the search bar. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to keep typing Love Stands Here in the search bar. <laughs> and also so you don't miss anything. I upload the videos every Thursday. And there is also a new blog post called The Simple Answer to Finding Freedom over on lovestandshere.com backslash blog. So go check that out. Thank you again, as always, for listening. I love you so much, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.